0: God, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nomination of faith, Church of the Living God, 1279 Picking Road, Leesville, Louisiana, where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. And just put part three. And then right underneath that, I want you to put in uh, quotations, spiritual watchman, spiritual watchman, amen. And we're going to see what the Lord has to say tonight. Praise God. But before I do that, let me um, just kind of review. I want to go to the book of John. There's something that stood out to me as I was studying this in the book of John. The gospel of John. Big John. You have big John and you have little John. Amen. Amen. John chapter twenty one. When you have it, say Amen. John, the Gospel of John chapter twenty one verse fifteen. I just want to start here. Is the point I made in the first part of this teaching, and I want to make it again. But I want to use this illustration. John chapter twenty one verse fifteen says, "So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon." Son of Jonah, or son of John. Jonah and John is the same, the same name. Lovest thou me more than these? Lovest thou me more than these? Now, Jesus is showing Peter something that Peter has a passion for. He has a passion for fishing. That's how he made his money. That's how his business thrived, is through the fishing industry. And uh, Jesus began to point to what Peter was passionate about, and asked him, Do you love me more than this? And so you know how Peter is. Peter always has an answer. Because he was a disciple with the big mouth. You know, amen. He he was going to answer the Lord. And he said unto him, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. God, Jesus, you're my dog. D-A-W-G, Amen. You my pal, I'm with you, Jesus. You're my homeboy. And notice what Jesus said, feed my lambs, feed my lambs. Verse 16, he said to him again, the second time, Simon, son of John, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? He said unto him, yes, Lord, didn't you ask me that question before? And didn't I tell you the answer? Yes, I love you. You know, I love you. He said unto him, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Then verse 17. He said unto him the third time. Now I can imagine Peter kind of got vexed. See the Holy Spirit had not yet been given yet. So he. I can imagine. This is Peter we're talking about. Jesus asked him three times. Remember when God or Jesus asked a question. It's never for information. It's never to be informed. It's to teach us a lesson. So Jesus asked the third time. Simon son of Jonah do you love me? And Peter was grieved. Didn't I tell you he was grieved? He was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, you know all things. There it is right there. Jesus is not asking the question to be informed by Peter. Thou knowest that I love you. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. Now, notice we started off talking about prayer. The work of the kingdom cannot be done until you can answer this question. Do you really love Jesus? That's what Jesus wanted to know. Do you really love me? Because everything from this point forward, the way you answer this question will determine what you do in my kingdom. But you cannot do anything in the kingdom of God until you can truly know or answer within yourself, I love you, Jesus. So therefore, through that intimate relationship or fellowship that Peter had with Jesus, spiritually speaking, Peter's ministry was born through that. And too many times we're trying to accomplish great things in the kingdom without a personal, intimate fellowship with the, with the Christ of the kingdom. And it's backwards. It's wrong. How many of you can truly say, I love Jesus? Because you won't serve. You won't preach. You won't be able to prophesy. You won't be able to do kingdom work. And all those things are good until you can truly, honestly say, I really do love you, Jesus. And guess what? When you say that, you will be tested with that. Because every warfare in your life, is a test of your faith and a test of your love. Amen. So what I want you to understand is that prayer is birth through intimacy with Christ. Do you talk to him? How, how often do you pray? How often do you give yourself to prayer? How often are you available to fellowship with the master? Or are you too busy to fellowship with him? Are you so focused on making the mighty dollar that you miss your time with the mighty God? Are you so focused on trying to get a position that you miss the intimate time with him in order to operate in that position? As a church, we've got to get back to prayer. We've got to get back to prayer. We've got to get back to intercession. We've got to get back to allowing ourselves to be used of the Lord to release the plan and the will of God in the earth. Because outside of prayer, God's spirit will not move in your life. Except you have that relationship with him. Now, I don't know about you, but I want him in my life. I want his will in my life. And sometimes things may have to be delayed until you get this right. Because on the day of Pentecost, the church was not born until they all came together. The 120 had to come together in one mind. And one accord. Focus on the same thing. Believing for the same thing. Unity will give birth to the supernatural. And I just wonder sometimes why people even drag. You know, and I know we have busy schedules and we have jobs and things of that nature. But how much effort can you put in getting a prayer meeting? How much effort can you, can you put into making sure you're here for prayer? Because it's so important that we set the stage for every service through prayer. Amen. Because nothing is going to be accomplished if people's hearts are not ready to receive from God. Amen. Amen. We are called to be a praying church. If we're going to make an impact in this city. If we're going to make an impact in our nation. If we're going to make an impact around the world. We need people praying. We need people praying. And last Tuesday, we talked about where does the house of God, Jesus said, my house should be called what? A house of prayer. Amen. Where does that house of prayer begin? Does it begin here? It begins right here because you are the house of prayer. Say that. Say, I'm the house of prayer. prayer. We can't wait to come here to pray. We have to begin right here to pray. And what we're doing when we come together, we're bringing our prayer lives together. Here's what the Holy Spirit gave me a revelation of. Spiritual networking. Spiritual networking. I was in a leadership meeting and uh, uh, attending the intercessory prayer part. And the Holy Spirit dropped that in my spirit. You know what's happening here, son? Spiritual networking. He had pastors coming together to pray. And he began to show me that spiritual networking is individuals connecting their anointings. For maximize potential, for maximize effort. Think about if you had think about Brother Paul, if we had pastors in this city coming together to pray. The network of anointing that we can just do warfare against the kingdom of darkness. And that's what we call spiritual networking when my prayers join with your prayers. And the Bible says one can put a thousand to flight. Amen. You're bad by yourself. But when somebody else tag team along with you, you're much better. You're more dynamic. Two can do what? Put 10,000 to flight. So spiritual networking, and I'm already teaching, amen, is when we come together with our individual anointings and we come into unity, we tag team together, and we begin to do warfare. We begin to, amen, place a demand on the heavens. Can you imagine the power that can be in this room with the hundred that we have in here right now? If you would just give yourself to prayer and stop giving yourself to fatigue and I'm tired or I'm depressed or I'm weary or I've been going through. What would happen if you took that energy of feeling sorry for yourself and giving yourself to God so that his spirit can flood your life? All of your time spent worrying about your bills and worried about yourself and worried about other people could have been invested in prayer. So, yes, I may not be feeling too good right now, but in the name of Jesus, I join in with the prayer. See, that's what I do when I come in. Whoever's praying, I join right along with you. Amen. I come come into agreement with the Spirit of the Lord that's using you, amen, to set the atmosphere and to release the plan of God in the earth. That's what we need to do. Shake off that pettiness. That Shake off all that other stuff. The enemy's trying to use things to distract you. Do you love Jesus? Yes. If you love him, then you're going to do what he says to do. Amen. And he's calling us to prayer. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for that in Jesus' name. So let's go into tonight. Amen. I want you to write this down. Uh God shapes the world by prayer. Very simple sentence. God shapes the world by prayer. Remember I said that the authority that we have as believers is through prayer. That's our authority. Because everything that we do in the kingdom of God. If you are not praying. This is very important. Especially to the gifted people. How can I say this without, I'm just going to say it. See, when you're gifted, you don't have to put a lot of effort into things. See, like standing up here teaching and preaching, that's third nature for me. (laughs) I can do that sleeping. (laughs) Matter of fact, I found myself waking up preaching. (laughs) That's a gift. Some of you can sing like a peacock. That's a gift. Do you realize many people rely on their gifts more than they do the anointing? Because regardless of how many scriptures I know, regardless of how many messages I can preach or teach, if I'm not teaching what God is saying in this hour, I've missed it. And we have a lot of people with knowledge of the word. But they're not listening to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying right now. That's why I want this church to be a rhema church, a church with the right word at the right time for the right people. You, you still, I, I've heard preachers, they preach still fussing about stuff that people have fussing about 20 years ago. Still on the platform fussing. <laughs> Almost cussing, but we graduated from that. What you're doing wearing uh, uh, these pants and wearing all these earrings and wearing all these makeup and da, 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 da. still talking about religious stuff. Still, we, we're in the glory. You still talking about flesh. And I don't believe women should do that. And I don't believe this and that and the other. Da, 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 da. People slowly leaving the church. Come on, somebody. What is God saying now? And he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I don't have to get theological with you. I don't have to get philosophical, hermeneutical, homiletical with you. Amen. Just let me know what what the Lord is saying today. This concludes our message for today. Thank you for supporting John Barton Ministries, where we are committed to changing lives and changing futures. You can secure a copy of today's message in its entirety on CD by calling 1-888-727-8900. Order today and watch the Word of God change your life. If you're ever in the Lafayette area, we invite you to join us for a life-changing experience at New Kingdom Ministries International, the place where new life begins. Services are currently held at the Holiday Inn Holodome on 2032 Northeast Evangeline Thruway in Lafayette, Louisiana. Service times are every Sunday morning at nine and every Tuesday,